I believe God wants to speak to us. And if I'm being honest, I'm a little overwhelmed with all that God has been speaking. But there's something that he will not let me get away from, and that is hunger. And I sense a hunger here. And maybe you haven't been able to put a label on it. Maybe you are new to the Lord and your life has been seeking after the pleasures of the world, drugs, alcohol, relationships, and you didn't know what to call that feeling inside of you. It's hunger. That's the name. But it's a hunger that this world could never satisfy. Only Jesus can satisfy this hunger. And if you are here and you need the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, the terms are interchangeable. So if someone says Holy Ghost and another person says Holy Spirit, they're talking about the same thing. So there's no need to be confused. But if you need it, you can have it here tonight. All you have to do is just open up your heart and open up your mouth. And after you have repented of your sins, begin to praise him. Do not beg him. He wants to give you the Holy Ghost. It's a free gift for you. So you just open up your mouth and you begin to say as loud as you feel comfortable saying, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. And as you begin to do that, you're going you're gonna to start feeling something. There's going to be a stirring, and you're going to be like, oh, okay, what's that? And your tongue and your mouth are going to feel funny. They're going to be thick, and it's going to be like, what? I promise you, the Lord designed the Holy Ghost to be able to take control of your tongue. Because if it can have your tongue, he can have the rest of you. The Bible says it's the most unruly member of our bodies. So that's why God used words. You will say sounds. You will say words that you've never learned. Nobody ever taught you. It's a heavenly language. Don't be afraid of it. I promise nothing bad is going to happen. You are not going to levitate off the floor. Lightning is not going to strike. It's going to be okay. Just yield to the Lord. Speak those words out. Don't worry about what it sounds like. Because that's how you know. You got the Holy Ghost. Jesus is going to do it tonight. And if you're here and you need healing, you need direction, you need strength, he's in the house. And he is going to do it for us tonight. I am reading from three passages of scripture. The first is 2 Kings chapter 13. Second is Luke chapter 5. The third is Matthew chapter 7. Second Kings chapter 13, beginning in verse 17. Now we come in on a scene, and Elisha is very sick with an illness. The prophet and the king, Joash, comes to him and weeps over him. Because he knows that God is about to take the prophet home to his reward. And Elisha 
gives him some instructions and tells him to take bows and arrows. And Elisha puts his hands on his hands and tells him to open the window. And in verse 17, he says, open the east window. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For you must strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them. Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck the ground three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. Now we are turning to Luke 5, 17 through 25. We walk in onto another scene many, many years later. And as Jesus, now it happened on a certain day as Jesus was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up onto the housetop and led him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, your sins are forgiven you. The scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who does he think he is? Who is this who blasphemes? Who can forgive sins but God? But Jesus knew their thoughts because he was God. And he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And immediately the man rose up before them, took up his bed, and departed, glorifying God. And Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone who receive, who asks receives, and everyone who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door shall be opened. Would you lift up your voice one more time? Oh God, we're seeking after you tonight. Have your way, Lord. Honor the faith that is in this building, Jesus. Lord, we bring our needs to you, oh God. We bring our questions. We bring our sicknesses to your feet, Jesus. Do the work, and we believe you for it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. Every generation gets an invitation to hunger. And that's what I want to talk to you today about, an invitation to hunger. Every generation is presented with a choice between apathy and hunger. We all get hungry, right? And like I said earlier, you may not have known what to call it, but even if you don't live for Jesus, you get hungry for him. 
we have a whole host of ailments in our country that prove that very point. And we get hungry in the natural. Some of us, dare I say, get hangry. There is a great meme that says, I'm sorry for what I said when I was hungry. Because it's true. We all get just a little bit hangry. And our world has a lot of different opinions about being hungry. You know? Hunger is bad for you. You should never let yourself get hungry. No, hungry is good for you. You should be hungry. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm not talking about physical hunger. There is a hunger deep inside. And no matter how long you've walked with the Lord, the hunger remains. In our text, we read two very, very different stories. One, Elisha tells Joash, these are the arrows of victory. And you need to strike the ground with these arrows because it represents victory. And Joash struck the ground three times. It really wasn't in the number because he technically wasn't being disobedient because Elisha hadn't given him a number. But later, Elisha says, you should have struck the ground six or seven times. You should have had more passion to defeat the enemy and kept striking the ground until you were out of arrows because the arrows represented his hunger, his desire. Later, we see in stark contrast the paralyzed man. His friends didn't let the crowd bother them. We can't get to Jesus? Fine, we'll find another way. And they went up to the roof and dug a hole in the roof, the size to be able to put a bed that a grown man could lay on through, That's desperation. That's hunger. That is what God wants us to have. And when he saw their faith, when he saw their hunger, he said, your sins are forgiven. And he's like, great, that's good, because that's the most important thing. Notice the man didn't say, oh, but I'm not here for that. No. He didn't. He was like, awesome. And then Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. Because God, your hunger determines how much of God you get. Okay? Your hunger is the measuring stick God uses to say, okay, it's time for a miracle. Matthew 5 and 6 tells us, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. But Sister Parkey, aren't you either hungry or not? I can't really control how hungry I am. I would propose to you that that is probably the only thing that you may have control over. You decide what you're hungry for. 
I often listen to a lot of speakers, preachers, worship leaders on YouTube. It's a great resource um, for a lot of things. And I was listening to a famous worship leader teach about the move of God and hunger. And she said something that stuck with me. Hunger is inevitable. We all get hungry, physically and spiritually. But desire must be cultivated. A desire for the things of God and the presence of God can never be completely full because we never get to the end of him. But yet the Lord gives us all an invitation to hunger, and he promises us that if we hunger and thirst after him, he will fill us to overflowing. God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of passion. And some of you may say, okay, well, I love Jesus and I desire to know him, but what does that look like on a daily basis? Like, I have no idea what hunger for Jesus looks like tomorrow morning when I get up or Monday morning when I've got to get ready for work. First of all, you have to believe God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You have to believe God. You have to come to God. He will not force himself on you. If, if you just have an apathetic, oh, whatever, the Lord is not just going to come and overtake you because he is a gentleman, and he is gentle, and he is kind, and he is loving, and he will consistently invite you, but he will never overtake you. So you must come. The Bible says if you come, you draw near, then Jesus will come running towards you. You must allow the Lord to renew your mind. After you've believed him and come to him, you must let him renew your mind. Well, what does that look like practically? How do you let Jesus renew your mind? Well, first of all, you have to have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. There is no renewing without the Spirit of God. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And if you need to be baptized, we can baptize you here tonight. That's not a problem. But after that, what does that look like? First of all, you need to be careful of your entertainment choices. Be careful what you watch, what you listen to, what you look at, what you read. Because what you feed on all the time will determine what you are hungry for. Y'all, I can't read the news every day. I just can't do it. I've tried. It's, it doesn't work out too good. I can't. I love true crime. 
I'm weird that way. I like, I wanted to be a lawyer, you know, once upon a time. And so I love to watch court cases. I'm a nerd like that. And I just love it. But um, I can't feed on that every day. Even though I'm interested and I want to know the legal terms and I enjoy that. I know, I know, it's weird. But I like it. It's fun to me. It's so interesting. It's like, oh, my goodness. But I have to be careful. Because I'll start having nightmares about whatever it is that I was listening to that day. And trust me, I'm not listening to anything bad. I'm not watching all kinds of vulgar stuff and doing all that stuff. No. It's just the, the story of what happened just keeps running and running and running. So if you're anxious, if you're fearful, if you can't get over stuff, I mean, walk it back. Walk it back. Because it might be something you're listening to, watching, reading. If it gets your eyes off of Jesus and the power that he has, sweet sister of mine, you do not need to be looking at it. The news will make you very anxious. And sometimes when I get worried and fearful, I'm like, Lord, you're able, and we're just going to have to trust you. And we turn it off because just can't do it. Not too long ago, I was um, on Instagram, and I was um, flipping through, you know, just all the things. And I'm a musical person, and so songs get stuck in my head. My husband has to turn down beer commercials because I'll be singing. <laughs> this bud's for you. Never had one in my entire life, but I'll be singing it. It's the way God made me. So my husband learned really quick that he's got to turn it down because otherwise, I'll, and I won't even realize what I'm singing. I'll just be, you know, bebopping around the house singing. And I'm singing, and he's like, what on earth? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I know songs that I don't know how I know them. I heard them one time, they're there forever. So Instagram, songs, and I was, I caught myself singing this song, and I was like, what is this song? Where is that from? I was like, oh, that's what's been rolling on Instagram, you know, for the past six weeks or whatever. And I'm singing it, so I decided, I'm like, you know what, I better look this song up. Because if I don't, I'm probably singing something, you know, I don't want to be singing. Sure enough, I was. And I only knew one part of it. Like, I didn't know the other part. I just knew that one little 30-second clip. And I was like, oh, man, in Jesus' name, I rebuke that. And the Lord said, yeah, it's kind of hard to have your mind stayed on me sometimes, isn't it? point taken. Now, I'm not preaching against Instagram, although I did get off, because seriously, it's a problem. Music just gets stuck, and I don't want, I don't want my mind 
I don't want my mind stayed on what the world tells me that my mind should be stayed on. I want to be bop around the house going, just to be close to you. Not whatever, whatever it was. And I can't even remember it now because the Lord graciously took it away. Because he knew that wasn't what my desire was. Listening to worship music in your home, in your car, at work if possible, will greatly help your mind to be stayed on Jesus. When we, all of my, all of my family, hello, all of my family at one time or another has gone through a season of anxiety and depression, and um, it has been, um, it's interesting when you go through times like that. And during those times, I would get up in the morning and I would play victorious music, worship songs, because I didn't want the darkness that was clouding our lives at the time to overtake the blessings and the goodness of God. And it wasn't that we didn't feel like God was good or that we were blessed. It was just, it was a spiritual battle that we went through. And, but if you will do that, you have the authority. God has given you the authority. And you might not be able to control your circumstance. You might not be able to control what's going on outside, but you can control what happens in your house. Amen? So turn it on, ladies, and turn it up loud. Because the enemy can't get over your worship and your praise. He can't do it. Get a Bible. If you don't have one, I'm sure your pastor can get you one. Get a Bible. Read it. Now, I do not recommend, if you are just starting out with the Lord, that you get the King James Version. I'm sorry if you disagree with that. Please get a version that makes sense to you, because otherwise, funk when you're trying to read it. So find something that works for you. The ESV, the NLT, very good translations that are a little bit more easy to understand, and less like Shakespeare. Read it. I listen to my Bible reading. I listen to my daily Bible reading at work, and um, when I'm studying, I read it, but when I'm just listening to my daily, I listen to it. And there's all kinds of apps. Everybody's got a smartphone. There's all kinds of apps you can get to get your Bible into you, because the Word of God is powerful. And you'll just be going on about your day, and you'll be like, ooh, rewind that. What was that? I'm always making notes on the sticky notes, you know, putting them in my Bible, because I'm like, i gotta go, I got to go study that. i got to go study that later. Get you a Bible. Love it. Read it. Pray it. If you're just starting out with the Lord and you don't know what to pray, all you have to do, 
I heard somebody say it. Go to the Psalms. Because I guarantee you, David went through a bunch of stuff. And there is something in there that is going to minister to you. So when you're at home and you're like, Lord, I really, I do not know what to say. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise you, O God. Let all that I am praise the Lord. And may I never forget every good thing that you have done for me. You have forgiven my sins. You heal all my diseases. You redeem me from death. And you crown me with love and tender mercies. You fill my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. And on and on it goes. And just put yourself in the word of God. It works, y'all. You can journal. I highly recommend it. Get creative with it. Put stickers all in it. I'm, I'm serious. Find that scripture that speaks to you. Write it down and every kind of, I mean, if you're a creative person, God made you that way. Get creative. Write it down. Think on it. Pray on it. Marinate on it. It's like the Lord with this, hunger, 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 and all the stuff about hunger is just coming at me like as fast as it can, and I'm like, okay, uh, hunger, 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 you know, and just writing as fast as I can. Have request lists for Jesus. Make lists. Have gratitude lists and thankfulness lists and all of it. Have a list for each of your children. I have lists for my kids, Dylan and Emily, my son and daughter-in-law, and Kenzie, and then I have lists underneath there because, you know, they need different things because they're different kids and at different places in life, and I have a list of everything that my kids need and that I want God to give to them. Fast. Ugh. The least favorite part of the list. Fasting is not my favorite, but it is important because it's through fasting we know what hunger really feels like. Because what happens in the natural is always mirrored in the spiritual. Now, if you grew up food insecure or if you have dealt with disordered eating, then you need to talk to your pastor and your doctor. Um, I believe that would be a good idea. Do not fast without medical advice or counsel, please, if that is your story. We are passionate, but we are not stupid. God called us to wisdom as well as passion. And it takes both to be pleasing to God. Can't just be ah, passionate and fast for 40 days without a doctor. You know, I mean, please just don't. Please don't. Don't do it. But we must fast. The Bible calls us to fasting and to prayer. And if you fast and you pray, there is a special blessing that comes when that happens, something connects in the spirit. It's the hunger. 
and prayer. Prayer is your most powerful tool. Prayer is not some formal, oh, heavenly Father, we come to you. We ask that thy word. No. No. It is a conversation with Jesus. Lord, I love you, but it's been a rough day. It's coffee with Jesus. Good morning, Jesus. Bless the day. Touch my family. It's, it isn't formal. I mean, can you imagine, if you're married here in the room, can you imagine waking up to your spouse every day and going, oh, my wonderful spouse, thank you so much. You are amazing. And um, by the way, would thou pleasest to, no, that would be ridiculous, right? absolutely ridiculous. Jesus is the same way. I think sometimes he's like, why are you talking like that? (laughs) I mean, if that's the way you talk, he's not going to do that. But for me, he's going to be like, why are you talking like that? That's weird. It's, It's just a conversation. Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. Just have a conversation with Jesus. Because the Bible says that we have not because we ask not. So ask him. Talk to him about it. Ask him for other people. If you don't have anything else to pray about, then I volunteer. Please put me on the top of your prayer list. Please, 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 because I need all I can get. But we have not because we don't ask him. He knows. Yes, he knows. But he wants you to ask him. It's not because he needs you to ask him. It's because he needs you to ask him. He's measuring your hunger. All throughout the Bible, we see stories of hunger. The lady that wouldn't leave the judge alone. She just kept asking and asking and asking and asking. And finally, the judge was like, get out of here. Okay. God wants you to keep asking. He's measuring your hunger. We have to come with him, to him with our troubles. So now we have the what. We know what to do now, but why? Why should we? Well, number one, he's able. He can do it. But I'm not 100% convinced that everybody is convinced that he will do it for them. And sometimes that's why we don't ask him. Because we're not really sure. We know he can. Especially if we grew up in the church, we know he can. But we're not convinced that he'll do it for us. You got to believe. So if you're confused about the why... We serve a God that is so big and so powerful that whatever your problem is, it can be cancer, it can be a disease with no name, it can be 
a marriage situation that just looks so hopeless. It can be an addiction that you're like, God, I have no idea how you're going to do this. But when God looks at it, it's very, very small. Very tiny to him because he is so big and so powerful. In Exodus 3, God spoke to Moses out of a burning bush. And when Moses asked God his name, he said, I am who I am. And when you go to Israel, you tell them the I am sent you. Why did God name himself I am? Because he knew that wherever you go, whatever you face, God will be what you need. Get to sickness. I am Jehovah Rapha. I am healing. When you need something, I am Jehovah Jireh. I provide. When you need protecting, I am Jehovah Nisi. I am a refuge. When you are troubled or grieving, I am Jehovah Shalom. I am peace. Wherever you get to in life, God is that. He is what you need. Would you just lift up your voice right now? I feel something rising in the place. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I asotolo masiya Sweet, precious lady of God, whatever you need him to be tonight, he is that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When you need God to lead you, he is Jehovah Reah. He is the shepherd. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the ending. And when you are worried and when you are afraid, God is there. He is El Elyon, the Most High God. He is El Olam, the Everlasting God. He is El Roi the God who sees, and he sees where you're at. He knows exactly everything that you need. And if you will call out to him, I promise, I promise he is going to meet you where you are. But you have to cry out. Let that hunger well up inside. Oh, God, I need you, Lord. And don't just let it well up inside for one service. 
one night, carry it into next week. Carry it into your home, especially if you have babies at home. Carry it into your home. You're the only Jesus that your kids will see up close and personal. And you have the responsibility to show them how Jesus can work. Our world is crazy. It's, it's nuts. And um, during the pandemic, um, we were at home, of course, with everybody else. And um, fear rose in my home. Now, I had just come through a season of great fear. And 2019 was a very, very difficult year. We had moved to St. Louis in December of 2018, bought a house, and the house was in shambles. We had to do all kinds of stuff to it, and... Um, the Lord blessed us with it. It was a miracle. But at the end of that season, I was so excited. I was excited about the move. I was excited about what God had asked us to do. I was excited about all kinds of things. Um, but in 2019, a spiritual battle began in my life. And it, it was wild, y'all. It was wild. And um, I'm not one. Um, for seeing things and angels and demons and all that. But um, it, I did during that season, and it was, it was insane. And um, fear began to creep in. And um, I prayed. I prayed to the Lord. And God didn't take the fear away. And so I was like, well, okay. Have I done something wrong? You know, is there something in my life that's not pleasing? Um, I began to really search myself and I couldn't, couldn't find anything. I try to be holy. I try to be, I try to be right. I try to... Um, serve God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm very passionate about the Lord. I love Him. And I desire to, to serve Him with everything in my, in my being. So I couldn't, I couldn't find anything. And, but the fear continued. And it got so bad that I couldn't get out of bed. I was so depressed. And no reason for it. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm blessed. I don't have a good reason to be depressed. But sometimes you don't need a reason. Sometimes you just are. 
and it is what it is. So I got, um, I prayed and fasted and my husband prayed and fasted and fear remained. So I got some help. I saw a counselor, godly man and his wife that helped me get through some of the things that I needed to work through, I guess, because it helps. And um, seek help if you need help. Um, a good godly man, woman of God can help you who are gifted to do so. And um, so fear had come and I went to conference in 2019, general conference, and I was like, Lord, I, I don't know. It had been nine months of struggling to just do the simplest things. And I'm like, Lord, I don't, I don't know about this <laughs> because I'm drowning over here. And I had just come back from seeing the counselor and... Um, I cried all the way home from General Conference. Because I was like, Lord, I just, I don't know if I'm enough. And I don't know if I can do this. But the beautiful thing about Jesus is that we're not enough. But he is. And when he says, peace be still, Peace reigns. So I told the Lord, I said, you know, you've asked us to do what we're doing and you've, you know, all the prophecies and all the things. And, and I said, but you're going to have to help because I'm tired of it. And when I walked into my house, once I got home, fear broke. And it was just like God said, peace be still. And he wants to do that for somebody today. It's time for peace in your storm. So in 2020, when the pandemic hit and um, life shut down, my son... Dylan, who is 6'9", and a real easygoing kid. He's, um, he's not a kid anymore. He's a grown man, grown married man. I still call him a kid, though. He's still my baby. <laughs> and, um, and my beautiful daughter, Kinsey, who's 19 now. Um, kids of faith, both called to preach, both serving the Lord with all their heart, I'm so proud of them. But my son came upstairs and um, I could tell something was wrong. I was like, Bub, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I noticed he kept taking a deep breath. And he, I felt his forehead and sure enough, he had a fever. And this was before all the testing and all the craziness, and it was just starting. And But the news, you know, 
you have trouble breathing and you know it's all this life is going to end and many many did lose their lives and i'm not i'm not downplaying that but fear and i knew what it was because i had just gone through i had just found the light And he was upstairs taking deep breaths, and I could see it all over him. My daughter, Kinsey, went through a terrible time with it and just fear, just horrible, horrible fear. For weeks, she wouldn't leave my side. I have very independent children, y'all. This was not normal, but I knew what it was. And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. I said, I want every news outlet off in this house. I said, we are not going to listen. We are not going to read. If, it, if anything comes on that even whispers the name of that disease, I am going to go crazy. And it's not going to be pretty. And they were like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Because God brought me through that to be able to take authority over it. And God has brought you through some things not to destroy you, but so that you can take authority over it. So that you can recognize it. But you've got to have a hunger. You've got to have a desire. Fear has no place in my home. It has no place in my life. And, and y'all, I struggle with fear. I do. I always have. When I look back over my life, I'm like, oh, that's what that was. Okay, that was fear. When I was a kid, I was a teenager, it was fear. But I refuse to let anything that the enemy says diminish my hunger. Even before I got here, I woke up this morning and that little voice of fear, well, if you preach about it, you're going to go through it again. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. This is my house. This is my temple. No, 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 no. Fear has no place here. Whatever season you have been in, the Lord wants to say, peace be still. I would like for you to stand with me. There is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong. We all go through it. We all go through fear and anxiety. Many of us suffer depression. And I will leave it up to the experts to know whether that's a chemical thing or a spiritual thing. Um, I'm, I'm not qualified to do that. For my case, it was a spiritual thing. It was a spiritual attack. 
and I had to get hungry. God is inviting you to get hungry. And yes, there may be waters that you have to swim in, but it's time to stop waiting in the, in the shallow end of the pool and it's time to just jump in and let God carry you and it's waters to swim in and when, you're, and when you do God just says okay peace be still okay healing come okay financial blessing let whatever it is, let it create a hunger in you. If you need something from God, I invite you to come. If you need healing, blessing, deliverance, the Holy Ghost, if you need God to touch your mind, if you need him to work a financial miracle for you? How hungry are you for the things of God? And I have determined in my heart, I don't wait for a trial to come for me to start hungering after God. Maybe you're here and life is good and it's great and I am so thankful for that. Y'all, the sun is shining and it's good. It's good. I, I'm not depressed anymore. I'm not anxious anymore. I'm not. But that doesn't change my hunger. Because I don't want it, there to be a trial that has, to, that has to drive me to my knees. I want to choose to drive myself to my knees. Because there is amazing blessing in being hungry even when nothing is wrong if you will become hungry for God chains will break in your family that co-worker that you've been praying for God will begin to move it doesn't take a trial it doesn't take a trial to drive you to your knees just a desire and a hunger and a passion for God to say, Lord, I want you. I want you in my life. I want you every day. I want you in my home. I want you surrounding my children. I want you in my car. My Lord, you need God to go to Walmart. I mean, I want you everywhere I am. I need you, Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Just cry out to him. Just let it well up inside of you. Thank you, Jesus. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can There's have it here tonight. Hunger.